Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone here on the Belly Up Podcast Network, part of Belly Up Media. How's everyone doing? It is mid-August. It is fantasy football season, everyone. If you are following along on the NFL Twitter, you know it's that time of year. But we're not here to talk about that, everyone. We are here to talk about the good old hockey game here in August, and of course, talking about your Hershey Bears. Of course, joining me is is uh, Corey Schwartz of Field of Field Pass Hockey, covering Her- Hershey Bears, uh, dabbling in Springfield from time to time, and wherever the hell else they decide you to cover. Yeah, it ranges from uh, anything in the Atlantic Division, pretty much at this point. So I am the Atlantic Division guy, but mostly, of course, your Hershey Bears guy. Uh, yes. So thank you to everyone who's watching out there on the live stream of this. If you are watching on Facebook, please drop us a comment below. Your name won't show up. I apologize. That stream yards thing, not mine. But before we do start, as my friends at the tip of the iceberg say, we got to pay the bills. So this this podcast is sponsored by Yeats Sunglasses. Yes, like the kids say, Y double E T Z. It's still summer, everyone, and you need some good sunglasses. Now, I know, I know, you can just borrow your significant other sunglasses, but you don't want the big bug-eyed sunglasses, and you don't want to use those heart-shaped lens sunglasses. If you wear those, you do you, but if you want slick and stylish sunglasses, check out Yeats Sunglasses. They have a style for every sort of lifestyle, and best part is use my promo code HOCKEY and save yourself 10% on checkout. That's promo code hockey at Yeats Sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z. Mention my name, and they'll give you sunglasses at 90% of the price. You're welcome. So, all right, let's get into this, shall we? You know, Corey, I just wanted to have you. It was going to be an easy week for me. It's mid-August. It's it's fine. It's fine. I got some interviews coming up. I got some game overs I can throw out there. I can just coast right into Labor Day weekend, and we're going to be fine. But, well, the Hershey Bears decided, nay, nay, in the words of the late John Panette, and put out a little teaser out there, a little taste of we're going to do something, big announcement at 1 o'clock, and they put the Bears' retired numbers in their bios. Hmm, I wonder what this could be. And, of course... 
the website kind of spoils it a, li- a little bit. But um, it was announced that Chris Bork, the former LNS, I'm only going to say this once, so hopefully not a lot of religious people get offended by this, our former Lord and Savior, I will say this only once, I promise everyone, um, is getting his number retired on January 4th, 2022. Chris Bork, the first of the Giants Center era Hershey Bears to have their jersey number retired up in the Raptors on Saturday, January 14th. Um, I have a bit of a controversial hot take on this, but Corey, being a resident, also Bears blogger yourself, what are your thoughts on old CB17 getting his jersey number retired? Well, it's it's... I really think it's one of those things where it's it's hard to find players that meet the qualifications, the, the standard, if you will, to get into, you know, the Bears Hall of Fame is pretty high, let alone to have your jersey retired. I mean, it's such a rare accomplishment, a rare honor that's, uh, that's given out in Bears history that, you know, honestly, there's few players before and after, you know, it, it'll be hard for anybody to really match the, the numbers, the records, the stats, the, you know, call their cups, the the sheer qualifications that a guy like Chris Bork really has that, you know, it makes it to me something where it's, you know, just on paper numbers wise, it's it's hard to think of anybody else in the Giant Center era or even before that in a lot of ways that, you know, really meets that qualifications. And, you know, truly it's been too long since a player's number was retired at Hershey at Giant Center. I mean, it's been most of my lifetime at least since – you know, a, a banner was last lifted and, you know, I don't even remember seeing it. So I'm, I'm very excited just to, you know, have one of those events come around again. And, you know, um, just for the honor, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's going to be very unique and, you know, a great way to honor the Bears 85th anniversary. If truly this is all that the team plans to do for sure. Is it fair to say that Chris Bork is the first of the giant center Hershey Bears to be retired? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the most recent active player I think that we've had, you know, in terms of their tenure was uh, was back when Mitch Lamoureux was, had his number lifted up. And, you know, obviously they had uh, Frank Keller. Uh, you know, I think the last one was not, was not Mitch's number being retired. Um, if I remember correctly, and you'll have to forgive me, my memory is failing me right now. Um, as to the last one that happened in 2002. So, okay. It, am I wrong? I can't remember. I can't remember who's. That, who came that was a little bit before me. So, um, so I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it is like, it, it's just been, it's been that long, you know, yeah, honestly. It's, been a, it, it's been a very long time since the bears have retired a number and um, okay. I'm just going to come right out and say this. Is Chris Bork really the guy in the Giant Center era you want to have his jersey retired? Um, because um, I think there's probably about three or four players you could name ahead of him. And I'm not saying he isn't great. I'm not saying he's not. I think the Bears put up a, a GOAT graph of him. It was something like six-time All-Star um one-time top scorer on the Bears, two-time Calder, two or three-time Calder Cup champion. There is a list of accolades, but when there are Bears, when you think about in the Giant Center era 
of Hershey Bears. I'm sorry, I don't think Chris Bork might be the first name that comes to mind. Names I think like Freddie Cassivi, um, Eric Fair, um, Coyne, Gordon, Giroux, guys from the 0910 team. Um, it just it, it feels like he's the most popular, so he's going in. Well, I I think it depends on how you look at it, truly. And, you know, I, I get where you're coming from with this, but none of those players, and I really do think that the second stint that Chris Bork had when he came over from, uh, you know, back in 2015 through to 2018, you know, really helped bolster his case. Because, you know, all those guys have called their cups to their name, but none of them have the sheer you know, number of seasons, number of Calder Cups, you know, even though for, you know, many of the guys you just mentioned there, it is very close, um, you know, in, in that regard. But, you know, Chris Borg, it's it's a big difference in terms of, of games played. And you look at some of the other guys that have their jerseys up there, you know, Chris Borg even eclipses some of their guys, you know, their numbers in terms of games played, points, goals, championships, you know. It's hard to really say that, you know, the list is – as extensive with any of the, these other guys, certainly Bears Hall of Fame worthy for guys like Cassivi, Coin, Giroux. Uh, you know the list goes on and on and on. But you know, you look at some of those guys, even you know big names that you and I think of, like Dean Arsini, don't really you know their numbers pale a little bit in comparison to what Chris Bork brings to the table. So you know, although it's not maybe the name I think of first as well. You know, I think it's definitely the most qualified in a lot of ways, in a lot of respects. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, Chris Bork was a bit of a polarizing figure to, you know, a lot of people when he was here. I can tell you I was pretty hard on him. And it was mostly just because I was bitter about um, him eliminating the Bears as a member of the Hartford Wolfpack in 2015. Yeah. Uh, definitely carried a lot of bitterness after that whole, um, that season the way that whole situation went, but you know, again, he won. He won. Won me over pretty early on, and you know, I like I said, I get it. It was very polarizing, but I just don't think that anybody matches this year numbers and championships, all the things that make Hershey, you know, such a tough place to earn that honor for, for sure. Yeah, um, and just going over some of the uh, um, the uh, graphs here, like I had mentioned. Uh, three-time Carter Cup champion, the only person in Hershey Bears history to win three as a player. Um, one of ten Bears to win the scoring title, only Bear to do it twice as a as the only to do it twice as a Bear. Um, led the team in scoring in 2016, and is fifth all-time in Bears scoring with 586 points. So yes, the uh, the accolades are there, and you're right; it is a bit of uh, a polarizing um, to per se, but um, the, I think the way that he left in his second stint, stint um, soured a few people uh, myself included. So that's why I'm a little hesitant, the whole CB 17 branding and sometimes the way that he, he kind of carried himself. Um, but other than that, other other than that, is it deserving? Yes. I will say that, yes, he does deserve to have his number retired. He seemed very grateful in the video that, that he did. And, um, and it'll be interesting when they 
when they uh, retire his number on January fourteenth, uh, and definitely will probably be a packed house when he comes out as well. And I will say the one thing that you know I think stands out is name recognition, right? Like you know he's one of the most recognizable. Fa- you know you have your coins, Jerus, you know all of them, but you know Chris Bork was around for so long. I can tell you that you know some of the folks I know that are you know very casual Bears fans. You know, they, they go to games and, you know, but you have to explain, oh, you know, so, you know, a lot of the game and a lot of who the players are to them. Most of them will say, you know, when I go up to them and say, hey, here, they're retiring Chris Bork's number. They'd be like, no way. That's amazing. Like they all remember, you know, everybody remembers Chris Bork. He was, you know, here for so many years, you know, obviously the second stint helps a, a ton in terms of the goals and accolades and, you know, goes a long way towards the Bears getting to the Calder Cup finals in 2016 for sure. And, you know, we always talk about what if with the, you know, 16, 17 squad there for sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I would find it difficult to find another player that probably earns that accolade just in terms of sheer volume. Like I said, I do know that it's a bit of a polarizing decision, but you know, overall I think it's probably the right one to be honest. Yeah. If you take a step back and take, take the emotion out of it, you step away from the emotion and just look at what he's done, then yeah, it is definitely deserved. Um, I think of um, one or two other great bears have worn number 17 as well. So, um, you know, some people, I I, want to say also recognize Ross Fitzpatrick as well. I'm going to get the name horribly wrong. I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to names. Like some people are saying, well, honor some of the other 17s. If Chris is going to number is going to get retired. Uh, but that's fair, and uh, hopefully they, they, they might do that as well, or some people might acknowledge that as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the uh, comments. Uh, John Merritt says, hello. John, thank you very much there, buddy. Um, someone from the Facebook universe says, hi. Apologize to everyone that your name won't show up on Facebook. That's just something StreamYard does. I have no control over it. Someone uh saying, uh, nope, no 17. Ah, there's one in every family, Saya. Two in mine, actually, to quote the great Zazu from, uh, from the Lion King. Um, thank, uh, thank you to everyone else who's been commenting on it, um, commenting on the show. Please keep them coming. We'll try to get them out as well. Um, so just before we do change uh, subjects as well, um, they posted up, um, tried to post up some of Chris's greatest moments, um, but the one that I'll always remember, and you will too, Bears, Monarchs, Game 2, 2010 Eastern Conference Final. Yours truly was there all the way up in Section 227. Couldn't see the numbers on the players' backs. All I knew was that Hershey wasn't white, Manchester wasn't purple. That's all I knew. All I knew. And the game went into uh, to overtime. Um, a coin and Chris Bork on a two-on-one crossover. Wait, hold, shoots, scores, beats Bernier, and Bears win it three to two. The final, uh, perhaps I think his 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 uh, his best moment. I think that's absolutely the right call. That they're that's the one that they put out of him. Yeah, it's the goal that came to my mind uh, right off the bat too, because I was also at that game, sitting way up almost against the. The rafters for that one, if I remember right, just because you know it was such a such a big game, and you know I, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't have that call of John Walton's memorized just from having watched that clip so many times. 
And, you know, it's it, it was incredible. I mean, you know, I remember that goal because the, the Monarchs tried to argue that the net was off its moorings because the goalie kicked it off its moorings um, as the puck hit the back of the net. But it was, you know, it was too close. They didn't review it. You know, it was a good goal, as it should have been. Um, you know, now, like I said, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably one of his most iconic moments as a Bear was uh, just how big that moment was and, you know, how big that goal was to, you know, moving back up to Manchester, going back for up two games to none. You know, I I would argue there's only a few others that really come to mind as close. I know I was tweeting a couple of them myself there too. You know, the one from the Teddy Bear toss in 2018 comes to mind, but that's, you know, in the playoffs, the playoffs supersede everything, and that's why that goal is such a big moment for sure. I know one. I think it was either you or the Bears that posted – um, opening night, 2015, um, the four, the four on three goal in those beautiful 1980s throwback jerseys. Mwah, beautiful. Can and we bring then, those back, um, please? No, please. You and me both. More of those, please. And then also you had, um, there wasn't any audio sync to this for whatever reason, but it was the, uh, the new year's comeback against the Binghamton senators. The bears were down five, one at one point. Garrett Mitchell tied it late, and then Chris Bork on a breakaway in overtime, and Bears win it six to five in uh, in overtime. So, uh, really cool stuff. Um, Chris Bork will have his jersey retired on January fourteenth, but also the Bears seizing the opportunity, living carpe diem as well. God, that sounded horrible. I regret that as soon as that left that left my my mouth. I regret saying that. Um, the the Bears decided to release the rest of the promo schedule, or at least about 80% of it as well. And boys and girls, you know, we have some good stuff coming back this year. I was very excited to see that we are getting a good amount of, um, of theme nights coming back as well. Teddy Bear Toss. Corey, I hate it when you're right. I hate it when you make sense. We'll be on... Sunday, January 29th against the Bridgeport uh, Islanders at 3 p.m. Um, some fans wondered why the 3 p.m. start, um, just because how late those games are going to go. I think it's better they do uh, the uh, the 3 o'clock start, just so that gives everybody enough time. You know, once everything gets cleaned up and uh, you're out of there by like 7, as opposed to when you do this on a Saturday night, you get out at around like 1030. Uh, but Teddy Bear Toss coming back on January 29th. And yeah, I think they want to keep doing this in the new year to throw that. The 2023 Teddy Bear Toss. I think corporate branding. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's to the point where it's just that big, you know. Like I'm I will always be disappointed because I liked it being a, a you know a lead up to Christmas kind of thing. I think it works a little bit better that way. But, you know, it'd be one thing that was, you know. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The first weekend, I know we we were spitballing a couple of dates we thought that was going to be. And, you know, there's a couple in early January, and I was actually leaning towards that direction as well. But... It's pretty much February by the time it happens, um, you know, this season. And that's what kind of bugs me about is that, you know, it's it's to me, it's more of a holiday thing. But it feels like, you know, that that COVID year that, you know, we did the drive through teddy bear toss ended up being a great prelude to, you know, hockey returning, all those good things. But then you kind of sit there and you think to yourself, man, like, you know, I'm going to miss it on Christmas. But OK, yeah, we got next, you know, this coming season and stuff. But. Like you said, you know, it's now the 2023 teddy bear toss. And, you know, I, I don't think they're going to take a chance on having two 2022 teddy bear tosses. As much as I would like it, as much as I would prefer it, I think it's going to probably stay this way for a little while. Oh, well, it's still a really fun time regardless. But I will always miss that just because it was always a nice, you know, hey, the Christmas season's here, you know, you just put the tree up, it's after Thanksgiving, you know, now you go for what was, in my one, in my opinion, one of the best events in the calendar there before Christmas. So I'll always be a little sad about that, but, you know, the fact that it tops pretty much everybody else's is a worldwide phenomenon, all those other things, you know, it makes sense, like you said. Yeah, uh, somebody posts us up from Facebook, um, Pizza night is going to be boss. If that is a real night, I want dates. I want times. I If, if this involves free pizza, get me in on this. Um, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's it, it, it it's branding. It's the brand. I know they want to slap the year behind it. Also try to put it out there to get as much – clicks and views get it on the gram get it on tiktok hopefully james corden will comment about zach fish again uh this year and um yeah it it's just one of those things we got to deal with we got to deal with i won't say the normal saying that everybody else uses but um yeah uh opening night will bring back the 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 uh, magnet schedule night Mm, always love those they are free calendars in my opinion and I love them. The red carpet opener will be making an appearance once again. Um, good to see that that um, that the Bears um, um, are willing to have a bit more interaction with with the uh, with the fans once again. Specialty jerseys will be returning more than just one this year. It looks like November twentieth will be ho- should be hockey fights cancer that night even though they say specialty jerseys that night. I mean, come on. You know what it's going to be. You know. Um, then uh, Chris Bork's night will be specialty jerseys. Um, specialty jerseys on a jersey retirement night. Hmm. That should be interesting. I will be very interested to see what they do. And then uh, March 26th, probably St. Patrick's Day or something close to it since the Bears will be on the road. Um, so 
you know, good to see specialty jerseys coming back. Team autograph nights back as well. So it looks like fan interaction with the players are coming back as well. Yeah, that was kind of the big highlight for me as well when I looked at that schedule. And, you know, it's it, it's one of those things, you know, I think we kind of are learning to appreciate these nights a little bit more than, you know, because it was such a yearly thing, you know, every times where, you know, I even I'd say, you know, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I don't need to, you know, be involved in this. But, you know, now we've been three seasons or so without it, or, you know, I think we're coming up to it at least, um, you know, it feels like it's been an eternity, but, you know, to see it's, you know, sweet regularity, you know, to have events that, you know, we kind of took for granted, I think, that, you know, are showing up again. You know, I'm sure things, as long as, you know, fingers crossed, the health situation holds, things like that, you know, that you'll probably, if you buy a jersey at an auction night or you win a jersey at fan appreciation night, you know, that hopefully you'll be able to actually meet that player rather than, you know, just kind of have your jersey flung at you and say, all right, thank you, here, goodbye type of thing, you know. So it's it's good to see those sorts of things returning. It's been missed, um, you know, just, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have things like, you know, open practices for fans to come out to again. You know, just some little things like that will be go a long way towards uh, having some sweet regularity for sure. Um, from Facebook, I'm guessing Chris Bork jersey retirement specialties will be warm-ups with each player wearing 17. Excellent point. Whoever wrote that, very excellent point. That's probably what they'll do. It, um, I'm not a fan of uh, uh, warm-ups, like what the NHL does. Um, just someone being in the jersey collecting market that I am. Um, I like the game warns. I like you know, like players using them and you getting them one way or another. Um, but that's a very good point. Did not think of that. Thank you, whoever posted that on Facebook. Um, December 5th, we'll be bringing back Team Autograph Night. Um, that's always very popular with the fans. There will probably be a lot of the fan base that will be very interested in getting back in this as well. My my wife, she won't like that because that means she's got to wait 90 minutes for me to get done with this. Um, but that's, that, that was always, um, um, been a favorite of mine. Um, it gives you a chance to get some photos and the kids love it. It's all about the kids. The kids love it. And other longtime season ticket holders get to see the get to see the, uh, the bears up and close. So good to see team autograph night. Like you said, things we took for granted leading all the way up to the horrendous year. We will never mention again, and then just kind of being like, okay, yeah, I want to enjoy these things again. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, hopefully, they'll, like I said, maybe there'll be some smaller things sprinkled in there that we haven't been able to do. Like, you know, I know, like, season ticket holder night used to be able to go and skate on the ice if you wanted to. That's been absent for, you know, or was absent last year. You know, just just some little things like that. And that's, that's what, you know... It's so much fun about being a Bears fan is that, you know, you usually get to, you know, have some great access to the players, um, you know, whether it's those things or, you know, appearances at events and things like that. You know, we really haven't seen that in, in full force in a long time. And, you know, it's one of those – it sounds foolish when you think about it out loud to say, oh, you know, we're going back to, you know, our regular things, the stuff we used to, you know, complain about or want more to change or whatever. But, you know, it feels nice. It feels nice just to have your standard calendar here. And I know, you know, it, it's always fun, you know, if you 
run around on uh, autograph night and get as many autographs as he can and pictures of players and stuff like that. Lots of people appreciate that. So it's been too long, that's for sure. Agreed. Um, th- this is funny coming in from, from the comments. February 30th will be Hershey stock and Bitcoin night. Don't you give them ideas. Do not give this team any more branding ideas. I do not want Hershey Bears NFTs. No, no, we are not going this route. <laughs> uh, and for any of you season ticket holders that are listening, September, um, you should have gotten an email about when the night, when that night should be. I was going to say it, but I'm not sure if that's ready for public knowledge as of yet. But um, before we jump into the one other big bit of news, uh, the Bears did announce we are getting a preseason action. So we get to really mark down on our calendars when we can go to G- see Giant Center and see hockey preseason hockey at Giant Center once again. We will get one uh, 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 preseason game, and that will be against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins. Now, if we are playing them in the preseason, does that make Wilkes Wilkes preseason baby penguins younglings i'm just asking for a friend of mine uh we will take them on uh sunday october 9th at 5 p.m uh full season ticket holders should have already gotten this for free but typically those are general admission pay a flat rate sit wherever you want those are typically fun games to go to because it's like back to school night so i do not mind that yeah, it's also nice that I believe it's a new thing for season ticket holders to get that preseason ticket for free, which is a, is a nice little perk. A lot of teams do that sort of thing. You know, I, I did a comparison on, you know, some of our interstate rivals of how they handle their season ticket holder perks. And yeah. I really think that Hershey's ticket package and, you know, the perks you get for it are second to none, really. Uh, you know, the value, I think, for going full season, this is just another little, you know, bonus on top of it for me. I'd probably go to that preseason game regardless. I enjoy, you know, like you said, it's just, it's fun just to be there for a game. You know, it's truncated, it's shortened, it's, you know, there's less breaks, you know, you're usually out of there a little bit early, but it's just fun to be there, you know, maybe check out another seat if you want to sit somewhere else. I know I'm a little bit picky. I like to sit where I normally sit um, for those kinds of games, but, you know, it's just a lot of fun to be there for and, you know, like I said, sweet regularity. Two road yeah. games in a, despite the ten thirty a.m. start time. You know whose idea that was, but uh, yeah, you know it's I, fun to be at. Yeah, I could also. I, I was going to mention that the Bears will have two road preseason games before that. That Sunday, they will travel to the Electrodrome to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms Saturday, October eighth. But they will officially kick off the preseason Wednesday, October fifth. Up in Wilkes-Barre at 10.30 in the morning. Wilkes-Barre, can I speak to your manager, please? Who who in the name of Frank Mathers thought this was a good idea? A preseason game at 10.30. That's not a preseason game. That's a, that's a joint practice <laughs> that time of day. Yeah, that, 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 yeah it's like in... Uh, Baseball spring training, it's a split squad game. You send one squad up to Sarasota and you send another another squad um, out to uh, out to Tampa. I know I horribly messed that up. But anyway, you know what I mean. It's <laughs> friggin' 1030. 
And I know um, um, Matt Trust did this last year, and I don't know if the Bears will venture into this, but um, he did um, sort of a a uh, improv remote from there by using uh, Mixler. That's an internet radio feed um, as well. Um, it, it sounded good last year, and I hope they uh, explore it for up there in Lehigh because typically preseason road games are not covered at all. There is no radio. They might do the internet-only access. I know South Carolina's looked into this. And uh, for that 10-30 game, bring the Tim Hortons because you're going to need it. Please, so, so somebody stop at a Tim Hortons along the way. The boys are going to need it. Or a Duncan. I don't care. Give me caffeine and sugar. Yeah, I think you're right, though. I, I'm, I'm confident that they did it at least in the 2019-20 season. It was available. I know Zach, I think, did the call for a Phantoms game on Mixler at one point. You know, yeah. obviously it's been a few years since that point. But, you know, hey, it'll give me something to listen to at work and, you know, um, be a fun little early game to tune into, depending on if there's, you know, and so, sometimes there's been straight up, you know, no preseason game available over on the radio for road games like that. So, you know, we'll see what we get out of that one for sure. There's there's a capability for it, but, you know, it's a willingness element too. And that's just an early start time. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, like you said, I, I like to speak to somebody's manager to figure out who's, whose idea that was. I mean, even, you know, even up there in Wilkes-Barre, you know, that's a tough call for attendance to, to make that kind of game be fun, but it would be tough. Also from Facebook as well. It's a hockey for the kids day. Uh, if it was the regular season, yes, there are a lot of teams around the American hockey league that do that. Typically the bears have not done that, but under normal circumstances, I could see that. But um, I was talking to some friends of mine. I think it just comes down to scheduling. I think it may have come down to Mohegan's son, availability and there was nothing they could do. And it was like, no, we got something on Friday. How about Thursday? No, we're playing Lehigh. What about Wednesday? Uh, how's 1030 sound? Fine. Put it in. It's like trying to schedule an oil change for your car. you take whatever time's given to you. So uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, the bears announced uh, they, their new head coach. We have a new man behind the bench. It was big news. That was dropped this this week and the winner is Todd Nelson. Todd Nelson has been named via, well, this is from Hershey Bears uh, Twitter. Todd Nelson has been named the 28th head coach in franchise history. The veteran coach played for Hershey in 95, 96. That squad won a Calder cup as a player, assistant coach and head coach as well. The bears also completely filled up their coaching staff by bringing in Nick Bootland as an assistant coach. Uh, Juha Lee Holta, I completely messed that up, as associate goaltending coach. And Adam Perner as video coach. All four of these hires are former Hershey Bears. So we have a bit of a coaching boys club here in Hershey now. But congratulations to Todd Nelson as the 28th head coach of your Hershey Bear, age 53. He is a native of Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and spent the last four years as an assistant coach for the Dallas Stars. So the man's gotten some time around. He was um, 
he did lead the Grand Rapids Griffins to a Calder Cup in 2017, becoming the third player in history, in AHL history, to win a cup as a player, 94 Portland, and, an, and as an assistant coach with the 2008 Chicago Wolves, joining former Bear Bob Woods and Mike Struthers. <sighs> okay, Corey, you can go ahead. Sorry for the info dump. No, it's okay. The connections there are insane, you know. The one thing, you know, out of all the connections, you know, one of the ones that takes some time to get down in the lineup was that he actually coached uh, Brian Helmer as a player in some of his later years after he departed the Bears in 2010-11 uh, as well as, you know, 2011-2012. And, you know, that was, you know, the interview the Bears posted. That's how he got a hold of them is that this job was that he was let go by Dallas and, you know, spoke to Helms on the phone and, asked him for it to keep an eye out for any opportunities for him. And sure enough, they had one in Hershey and it, you know, it just the stars aligned for it. But, you know, the thing that sticks out to me with, um, with Nelson is that he's hit the trifecta. You know, he's got NHL experience as an assistant coach and briefly as a head coach one year with the Edmonton Oilers there too. Um, you know, like you mentioned, he won the Calder cup as a player and as a coach, he's coached around a lot of places and Hey, it never hurts that he has, has Bears experience there, even if it's, you know, just for a season. Uh, I was speaking to my good friend, Brian, who's, you know, hopefully listening in on this at some point here, um, who, you know, remembers those Hershey Park Arena days very vividly and said that, you know, that, and it's reflected in the stats. He had a great season with the Bears. I think it was his highest point produced season. Um, You know, obviously didn't all come together for the Bears to win the Calder Cup until the year following when he departed. But, you know, it, is a fantastic hire in my opinion, just for all of those reasons is that, you know, he's a guy with some experience, you know, just a lot of little things, you know, you got to have a pretty beefy resume when you, you know, get named the bears head coach or, you know, some relevant experience there for sure. And, you know, he's got all that and then some, so, you know, I actually was reading a great interview that, you know, takes on a whole new light from when Nelson was named the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers in 2015 where they talked to Helmer and Troy Mann and, you know, a number of the guys that played on the team at the time. And, you know, they all just said great things about him. And that was kind of the article that kind of, you know, threw me over the top. In addition to that experience is that so many guys spoke so highly of him that, you know, to me, that's kind of, you know, that made me feel a lot better hearing that from so many guys there as well. Yeah. He's, he had a 12 year playing career, um, skate, um, you know, got three NHL regular games, two for the Capitals, getting his lone goal. This also from HersheyBears.com. He, appear, he appeared in four preseason games with the Capitals, postseason games with the Capitals in 1994. And with the Bears, Nelson logged his most productive season with 10 goals and 40 assists for 50 points in 70 games. You see, everyone, the HL used to play 70 games. So no complaining about the 72-game season. Um, he has a lot of connections with the players on the team. Um, he played with Dylan Mickelrath as a part of the 17 Grand Rapids Championship. Um, he played um, – Kale Kessie played with, with Nelson for two seasons with the Oklahoma City uh, Barons. And he also played with Helmer for two seasons with Oklahoma City as well. So he's been around. And don't worry, Bears fans, Patrick Weller is still an assistant coach. Still there. He did not get replaced. Our our big balding best friend. He is still there. He's still there. Um, 
Bootland joins the Bears after spending 13 seasons as a head coach and director of hockey organization for the Kalamazoo Wings, or as they're called there, the K-Wings. Um, he took over the K-Wings bench in 07-08 and um, has a pretty good career underneath him. He even guided the Wings to their first, to an appearance in the 2011 Kelly Cup, and the team won four division finals and a conference championship underneath, underneath him. Uh, Bootland spent four seasons with the Bears, 98 through 03, 208 games with the Chocolate and White, 42, 42 points. So um, another one who's been with the Bears for a while that's kind of digging with the uh, the Bears. Um, but it's nice to see, you know, some former players getting some jobs here in Hershey. Because sometimes in hockey, it's not who you know, it's how you know them. Yeah, exactly. And for Bootland, it's it's pretty interesting. You know, they they lured him away from Kalamazoo there, where it seems you know he had a pretty pretty solid gig going there for so many years. But you know, I think that just speaks to you know how big and important you know impressive that the Hershey gig is. Is that you know it's it's a position that a lot of people want to be at. I think, and you know, like I said, the Bears take people that have a very specific resume and very specific set of skills to get to. Um, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that Nick is, you know, very much has a longer tenure with the Bears over the years than, you know, even Nelson and some of the other guys there. So, you know, it's, it's a known element, a familiar element there, I'm sure. And, you know, his, his experience for how many years speaks for itself, honestly. So, you know, I think you have a good one-two combination there with, you know, Weller likely still running the defense and Bootland running the offense and, you know, Nelson kind of overseeing both there in addition to the, you know, other couple of hires there. It's a good setup. I think it's a really solid, you know, uh, combination of guys there. And, you know, like I said, you know, I think I have a lot of confidence in them just reading their qualifications is that, you know, it takes a lot to earn one of those positions behind the Bears bench for sure. Definitely. And um, I know I use the term boys club for all of you who don't know. Go watch Urinating Tree on YouTube. You'll see what I mean by it. I don't see this as as a bad thing, um, especially with the American Hockey League. It's pretty much a stepping stone um, to get to the NHL or for other jobs. So, um, And that's something that I know Bears Nation has kind of struggled with because we demand loyalty out of our players, damn it. Out of loyalty, be respectful to the Bears. Stick around for a long time. We'll remember you. That's kind of not how things done in the American Hockey League for quite some time especially when it comes with, uh, with coaching. Um, but, you know, hopefully good luck to Todd Nelson. I uh, don't know what his style is per se, um, but um, we will see um, where, where this will go with him. Um, so, yeah, a very busy week for the Bears last week. You know, new head coach, promos, Chris Bork having his jersey retired. Lots of stuff going on in the Bears versus we are – inching slowly closer toward the season. So as I wrap this up, Corey, I will give you a second to uh, you know promote your blog and whatever else you work on there, brother. So the board is thine. I appreciate it. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at HPH Nation blog um, or on Field Pass at FPH Bears over on Twitter as well uh, for both of those accounts. Or you can follow me uh, at CSWA11 on Twitter. Uh, all three of those, I try to keep them active. We're just going over prospects right now. Lots of young and up-and-comers coming to the Bears system. We're kind of covering right now. 
Um, obviously, Richard, as you usually call it, it's the month without hockey. And, you know, we're trying our best to stay through it. And the Bears gave us a pretty good week to try to get through with everything that's going on here all at once. So, uh, hectic times. We're enjoying it. And, you know, less than nine weeks until the season starts as of now. So, uh, can't wait to get her going. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. You know, we just got a couple more weeks to slog through. And we'll get through Labor Day weekend. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll love Lord football as it returns to us. Baseball starts winding down. If you're some teams in baseball, you're saying, thank God. And then suddenly you go, is that, is that, is that, is that Washington Capitals training camp I smell? And, uh, and all will gather there in Chinatown in Washington, D.C. to see, you know, to battle for those bottom six spots there for the red, white, and blue. And we'll have you taken care of. And especially Bears training camp will probably be at the end of September as well. But it's always fun to see, you know, these little blips of the hockey season pop up on that as as we get closer to that time of year. So, Corey, thank you very much for joining for joining me uh, this week. And for Bears Nation, thank all of you who are watching along on the live stream. Um, if you are following along on the podcast side of this, thank you for listening as well. A bit of housekeeping. Next week's show, there will be no live stream next week because this week I am interviewing Zach Fish, voice of your Hershey Bears as well. He'll give his thoughts on the head coach, and we'll do a little bit of a way-too-early look at the Bears this year. Always love Zach for giving us a little bit of his time during the offseason to bring him on as well. And we'll get some get the last of the game overs out. Still got Anaheim to go through and the eventual Stanley Cup champions in the Colorado Avalanche. We'll get those out of our system and then we'll enjoy some lovely hockey going forward. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Thank you to all of you who commented and liked for the first time we had a first ever like of this here on the live on the live stream. So Corey, thank you for joining me. And for all of you out there, Bears Nation, wherever you are listening, keep the faith, enjoy your summer, and we'll see each other soon. Go Bears. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.